You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 90. Stu Cook, Tenicum Magnetics, and owner of Corvettes and a GT500. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, join the CFC team as we visit Stu Cook, owner and founder of Tenica Magnetics Incorporated in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. In addition to his deep business knowledge of electronic coils and transformers, Stu knows cars. In the back of his commercial building, he has a hobby room where he keeps a couple of cars from his personal collection and where he details Corvettes and GT500 before car shows and long road trips. When it comes to silver and gold, Stu likes his anniversary vets. In his collection, he owns a 25th Silver Anniversary Edition, well, you know it as a 1978 C3 in the Indy 500 livery, and a 50th Gold Anniversary as a 2003 C5 vet. In addition, Stu owns an 07 Shelby GT500 with a rare paint combination. Right along to hear about Stu's cars in this week's interview. It's time to head to Shippensburg. So... Let's get wrapped up. Hello and welcome back, Tubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this is episode 90. I'm excited for you to meet Stu. He's in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, been a car guy for many, many years. Has uh, a real affinity for great cars, and uh, he is proud of his Corvettes and his GT500. He's going to tell you all about those today. So, without further ado, let's go to that. But first, if you haven't yet subscribed, now is a great time to do that. What that does is it gives this podcast to you each and every week. It'll it'll automatically queue up so that you can listen to it wherever you are, whether it be in your garage, in a commute, in the gym. No matter what, you will have us with you at all times. It's free. And it helps us a lot. In fact, while you're at it, if you uh, like what you hear, be sure to rate five stars, review. All of that helps us grow and uh, provides greater opportunities for us to bring more and more great content to you throughout this 2020 year. So let's go meet Stu. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am here in Shippensburg at Tinicum Magnetics. And uh, it's after hours, and I am with my new friend, Stu Cook. Stu, thanks for taking time out of your long day. You already worked a 10-hour day, and you're sticking around at your office for me. You're welcome. No problem. All right. Well, and I know tomorrow's a, a possible ski trip day, so we'll, we'll keep this uh, concise. But wanted to share with you just Stu is uh, someone that I, I ran into in, in Shippensburg, and we started talking cars instantly, and he has a 2003 50th anniversary Corvette, Correct. Correct. And then, uh, of course, a 78 Indy 500 Tribute Corvette. That's 25th anniversary Corvette. Well, yep, the silver, as you said, silver anniversary. And then, uh, of course, your 07 GT500. Yes. So you've you've got a stable full of really cool cars. In fact, two of them are here, uh, where we are tonight. And uh, I'm going to stop and see the, the Shelby another evening. 
Okay. Well, glad to show it to you. Tell us. Uh, I mean, obviously, we when before we started our interview, we we're saying about how it's always interesting to me how people become or know that they have racing fuel in their in their veins and what have you. You said maybe you were somewhere 11, 12 years old. You think when it all started for you? I was probably pretty young. We lived on a farm, and uh, I learned to drive on an Alice Chalmers tractor. Uh huh. You put it in gear. You let the clutch out. So I understood the clutch, and I think probably. When I was about 12 years old, my brother would have been 14, he went out and bought a 1947 Chevy okay. for $15. <laughs> the block was cracked, okay. and it was an external crack, and it had water leak. Well, we put the old plastic steel on it. It didn't work, but it helped. Hmm. And we would drive that thing through the fields, and we had more fun with that car, and that's kind of how I learned to drive mm-hmm. and shift gears on that car mm-hmm. driving out through the fields and so forth and so on and I just always enjoyed driving and then my uh, dad was in the excavating business and we had dump trucks four to eight hundred dump trucks and I was driving those and actually delivering loads of topsoil and gravel and actually asphalt backing into asphalt mm. spreaders when I was 16 years old wow. and uh Shifting to five-speed with a two-speed rear, which is <laughs> yeah. something don't hear much from car guys, but that's that's the way I was raised. And I just, I always liked cars, mm-hmm. and I actually learned to drive on a 1955 Buick Century. Oh, wow. Nice car. Yeah. It was a really nice car, too. And I ruined it, I'll say that. I <laughs> totally ruined it, because okay. that's what I got to drive afterwards. But uh, had the uh, 331 cubic inch nail head V8 in it. Yep. And uh, I learned to drive on that, and then my dad got a Ford Galaxy 500, and I graduated from high school, went on to college, and uh, I guess it was my second or third year in college is when I actually bought my own first car, Mm -hmm. which was a uh, 1963 Falcon, and I know that doesn't sound very uh, glamorous, Mm -hmm. but it was... A sprint convertible mm, which makes that and it, it had a four-speed I had a 260 v8 in it and I drove that up until the time I got out of college and then I went to Vietnam mm-hmm. came back in Vietnam and then I uh, bought a, a 1970 Torino just a plain old ordinary it almost looked like a grandpa car I think <laughs> 302 v8 sure it sure. was nothing spectacular I got married and I didn't really do too much with cars then mm-hmm looking forward to my careers and things like that and it went forward and it wasn't until about I guess I'm going to say probably around 2002 or three, I started looking and thought I'd like to have a car and I found that 1978 Pace car mm-hmm. by accident Okay. my son actually found it and he said he called Brian my son-in-law Okay. because he's already a car guy he called him and he said, uh, there's a 78 pace car. And Brian called me and he said, Stu, I want you to go look at that car. I may be interested in that. So I said, okay. And I went and looked at it and uh, it had it had issues. It hadn't been taken care of real good. The uh, left-hand door pillar was broken on the mm-hmm. inside because the guy left a seatbelt laying there and mm-hmm. the fiberglass was all cracked. The interior needed to be replaced and sure. everything. And uh, 
I called Brian and I told him, and he said, well, offer him, I forget what it was, but he said, offer him whatever, whatever amount. And the guy, oh no, he said, I've already got an offer for way higher than that. I said, okay. We kind of let it go. About a month later, the guy calls me back and he says, you're still interested in that Corvette? And I said, well, I thought you had it sold. And he said, well, the guy made me an offer, but he didn't have any money as the way things go in the car world sometimes. So anyway, I called Brian. He said, not at all interested anymore. And I said, well, do you mind if I buy it then? He said, no, go ahead. Help yourself. I had my buddy. I've got a buddy, uh, Dave Rocky, lives back in Bucks County. And uh, this guy is genius with cars and fiberglass mm. Corvettes, just absolutely genius. And uh, he came and looked at it and he says, yeah, it's got some things wrong, but we can fix them. <laughs> so I fixed the car. And uh, then I was on my way, and uh, I uh, bought that, and I enjoyed the car, you know, worked on it. Brian and I put a new interior in it. Mm -hmm. Dave fixed my pillar mm -hmm. and a little paintwork here and there. And I started showing the car, and I joined the well. car club and having just, just having fun with it. And then... Uh, I also had a Harley, mm. and uh, I was getting up in years, and I had had some knee surgery and had had some back surgery, and I thought it'd be a good idea to maybe not ride the Harley mm. anymore. I was going to go buy a, a Corvette, but I was only going to get like a probably a C4. Mm. But I sold the Harley and bought a C5. I bought a 50th anniversary convertible Corvette. And we'll have these pictures out on Instagram of Cars of Carlisle, some beautiful cars. Yes, and uh, I've, so anyway, I'd, the uh, C5 was fun to drive. You could go on trips with it. You, I'd go on, I've was been up to Vermont with it. I've been to Florida with it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice car to drive. Mm -hmm. It's comfortable. It's got a 10 CD disc changer in there. People think I'm nuts because I listen to soundtracks from Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera mm -hmm. and Jimmy Buffett. The next one will come up, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. really eclectic when it comes to mm -hmm. music. Sure. So, uh Anyway, I bought that car and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And uh, then the Mustang, I was at the Ford show, and we were actually looking at, I think it was, it was a 1993. It's the first <coughs> year that Mustang came back with the Cobra. It was still in the Fox body. And we, uh, when the picture, there's a picture of this red Mustang, 2007 Shelby GT500. <coughs> And the guy wanted to sell it. And we talked and we talked and we talked a little bit and exchanged numbers. <coughs> and finally, I called him the Monday after the Ford show and said, I'd like to come up and look at that car, but it's got to be what you say it is. I'm not going to come up right. there and buy this car and then find it. No, he says, I right. guarantee it's somewhat. It's what it is. Had 1,500 miles on it. Wow. That would have been in 2009. That's low. Yeah, had 1,500 miles. <coughs> so bought it we went up with a trailer pulled it back we actually stopped in northern Pennsylvania and got the tags and everything right, for right. it right then and then I got my uh, I came back and I wanted to get a vanity plate on it mm -hmm. and uh, my name being Stu Cook my initials are SC I thought SC 
S-H-L-B-Y would be a nice license plate. And then I got thinking about it, and I said, well, does it stand for Stu Cook? Or does it stand for Shelby Cobra? That's right. Or does it stand for <laughs> Supercharged? Or all the above, yeah. Yeah, all the above. <laughs> so I got the plate, and people have actually asked me if they could buy, buy the plate number from me, but I'm, I'm not interested in selling it. I'm not interested in selling the You're car. You're sitting on a gold mine there. Yeah. Right, and I did take the radiator cover and the console cover off, and I sent it out to uh, Carol Shelby out in Las Vegas, uh-huh. and I had him uh, autograph both pieces. Yeah. I took out the prop rod. They had prop rods in them, and they would <coughs> they would scratch the uh, radiator covers. Uh-huh. Well, I bought a new radiator cover and sent out, mm-hmm. took out the prop rod, and put in hood struts. Nice. So it wouldn't nice. scratch yeah. it anymore. Yeah, smart. And, uh, and that is... Uh, that is a fun car to drive. It is fast. Wow. It is fast. Not good for the street or for the uh, road courses so much because it's got yeah. a solid axle in it. Okay. But boy, in, on a drag strip, it, it performs very, very well. <laughs> I've never really put it on a drag strip. And everybody asks me, they say, well, why don't you put a, a pulley on it and uh, get a tuner kit and put it on it? And I said, well, you know, I'm in my 70s. My reflexes aren't quite what they used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's plenty powerful for sure, me. Sure. It's a nice car, and I, I do to enjoy driving it so that's pretty much the history of my automobile sure yeah so that's all right now tell us a little about what you do here at Tinicum. i mean you, this is a company you started and, and a lot of it came from your days in the army and thereafter right well some of the knowledge i have for it came from the army i was yeah. in the signal corps in the army in electronics i was okay. in the I, fi- I repaired fixed cryptographic equipment okay much different than the equipment they have today this right. actually had vacuum tubes <laughs> right right which was a, a good deal for me because when I was in Vietnam, I was always in an air-conditioned duty station. Mm-hmm. So, and I was appreciative of that, and I didn't have mm-hmm. didn't have to worry too much about mm-hmm. about uh, the enemy shooting at me or anything like that. Right. But uh, and then I went, got out of the army, and I I did go to work for a transformer company for a while, but then I ended up selling excavating equipment and because my dad had been in that business and as time went on the people that had that transformer company work for they hired me to manage a little company doing pretty much the same thing mm-hmm. so I thought well you know instead of driving an hour and 15 minutes you said 12 hour days way, right? 12 hour days I could probably <laughs> do this for myself so I bought a little machine mm-hmm. and I started with me and one machine in the basement of my house mm-hmm. And uh, now, did you walk away from that job, or were you trying to balance both for a while, or how did that all work? I I kind of walked away from. It. I tried to talk to them about it, but they didn't want to talk. Sure, okay. They didn't want to talk, so I uh, I started, and uh, I don't know if things just fell right or not. But I didn't go in, you know, and spend a whole lot of money. I kind of went in and mm-hmm. grew as I could, and I I still don't want to get real big. We only have. We have right here now about 12 employees, mm-hmm. four in the office and 12 out in the shop. Mm-hmm. But we do make transformers for the electronics industry. Uh, some of, A lot of it's for the aerospace industry. You were saying about the, 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 those for the 737, the new Max. Right, we're doing some parts. We'll go into 737 Max, as I understand it. And we've done, uh, we worked with the Aegis Missile Program. We worked on wow. that. Yeah. Uh, we've actually done some parts for NASA. They've never flown, but we do a lot of... Uh, a lot of their uh, pre-production and research 
work, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't say we do a lot. We do a little of it. Sure. I actually did get a chance to to get a tour of the John Glenn Space Center. And I uh, wondered, were you there Cleveland. for that launch of the special? We were not. Okay. I that was looking at your office wall here. Yeah, I know. That was the. Uh, that was the. Uh, oh, I can't remember. That. The one had exploded. Okay. But we saw the last. I did see the last successful launch of that. Was that the Challenger? Yes. The Challenger. Yeah. The last successful launch okay. of that okay. space shuttle. Wow. We do some commercial work as well. We mm -hmm. make. We're in the medical industry. We're in uh, for the surveyors. They have the mine or the uh, metal detectors sure. for finding pins. Yep. We make components for them, um, and some of the things I I don't even know. I mean, there's aircraft instrumentation. A lot sure. of aircraft instrumentation we're involved with. And you've been doing this thirty and a half years. I think you said thirty and a half. I started on June first, nineteen eighty nine. Good for you. Yeah. So. Wow. It's uh, coming up on thirty and a half years. Time flies. Oh, wow. <laughs> Time flies. That's significant. Yeah. And now my uh, daughter and son-in-law, they are in here pretty much running the, the whole thing for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And we have an office assistant that takes care of us, and she is just wonderful. She dots every I, crosses That's every T. She's always here. You just couldn't ask her. That's some. She, she wants to help, and she yeah. wants things to go right. She's very, very, very good. Very That's good. That's important. I know, uh, well, your son-in-law is a car guy. Mm -hmm. Are there stories that, and I, I think what's really great, too, is all the photos you've shared with me at uh, Carlisle GM Show, at Carlisle, Corvettes at Carlisle, having your, your grandchildren in the pictures and things with you. How have maybe the three generations, uh, how have your vehicles perhaps brought you all together? Well, we do a lot together. We actually spent, uh, back in June... We were at the Dover, the NASCAR race, mm -hmm. all three of us. <clears throat> My grandson is a, I don't think this would be overstating either, a fanatical Joey Logano fan. Wow. He really is. Wow. He just loves Joey Logano. Sure, sure. So, uh, and the, as I showed you yeah. that one picture I have a with, right next to Carol Shelby's autograph on my Mustang is also Joey Logano's uh -huh. which we took, took what, the, we still you said earlier it's probably got to be a one of a kind combo yes uh -huh. that's right uh -huh. that's right right but uh, actually as I think I told you before that car is one of 111 that's significant that's because of the color it's the torch red. They made I don't know, well over two thousand of them, but they only made a hundred and eleven that had the silver stripe on them. It's a beautiful color. In two thousand and seven. Yeah. So that makes it kind of special. But uh, Bradley, my son-in-law, so he likes he likes cars and he uh, always wants to go to the car shows. He's going to the Ford show with me mm -hmm. and hangs out and he walks around. He's he's he, he likes his NASCAR, but he likes trucks. He likes pickup okay. trucks. Okay. Right. So and I've been in parking lots with him, and we've been out to dinner, and he'll see a Toyota that's all jacked up, and he'll be laying down underneath and say, "Bradley, you're going to get dirty." He says, "No, I just got to see this." You know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> He's twelve years old. <laughs> passion is passion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he likes it, but we do a lot. We do the Corvette shows together. We do Corvette parades. Mm -hmm. um, this year in the uh, Memorial Day parade in Boiling Springs, okay, we'll have three generations participating in the parade because wow. it'll be me yeah and my daughter who may drive and my grandson will be in the middle school band 
Isn't that so? Cool? We'll have we'll have three that are participating in that. That's really cool. And I'm I'm uh, very much pro military, and I sure. I do the Memorial Day parades and the uh, Veterans Day parades Good. and Good. things like that. And uh, and isn't your grandson that you told me when we were in the back of the back of the shop where you had the vets and you said your grandson's already uh, asked. Asked his pop up for the yeah he to says yeah he says don't ever sell the seventy eight pop up <laughs> he calls me Papa I said he says don't ever sell the seventy eight he says you have to keep that car I want that car he wow says. <laughs> it's got good taste yeah so yeah he does he likes well I think he likes the fact that that it it wins trophies occasionally yeah. and and yeah. he he likes that you said so. it's it, um, taken home a trophy ten out of eleven years right ten out of eleven years at the uh, at the uh, Chevy show, mm. or used to be the GM show, sure. GM Chevy show yep. at, at Carlisle. Yep. Yep. 10 out of 11 years. Either pretty, first, second, or third. That's a pretty so, cool stat right there. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I think the one year I wasn't there. Okay. That would, that would, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to win when you're not. So. Yeah, it could be the year I had surgery on my back. How about that? Yeah. Now, your granddaughter, she, uh, she like to go for rides and and spend time with you too. She does. She's not the car buff that. Uh, not the, like the grandson. No. Okay. No. Right. She's not. She's into gymnastics. She likes uh, her gymnastics. Well, that takes a lot of time. Cheerleading. Yeah, and sure, She's sure. into that stuff. So, yeah. but she's not the car buff. Bradley, he's always ready to go. But NASCAR, he just for Christmas, he just got this seat that works with Xbox. I don't uh, know how this works. You get the pedals and a steering wheel. Sure, and sure. For it. Yeah. Well, I just bought him the pedals and steering wheel for his birthday, so he can wow. play on Xbox. That's cool. And uh, I did get him a, you can buy steering wheels. Okay. I bought him a Joey Logano steering wheel, which was signed <laughs> by Joey Logano for Christmas. So and he's walking around with his thing. He, he just loves it. That's he just great. loves it. He's, he really likes it. He really mm-hmm. likes his uh, his NASCAR racing. That's and he knows all the drivers. He knows all the tracks. He can tell you the banks on the tracks. He can tell you how long they are. He knows a lot of statistics. Wow. When he met, we went down to Edders, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. When Joey Logano was there, he mm-hmm. was signing autographs for a Planet Fitness that was just opening. Planet Fitness is one of his sponsors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bradley had all kinds of paraphernalia he wanted to get signed. Joey Logano was so nice to him, and they stood there, and they actually had a conversation, just the two of them. Because the, uh, hmm. that was later in the season we were down there, and it was the playoffs were coming up for the NASCAR and they're asking, he's asking, Joey Logano is asking my grandson these questions, and he's answering them, and he says, you really watch all the races, don't you? And he says, oh, yeah, every week. Wow. <laughs> every week. Wow. So, so mutual respect. Yeah. yeah, and he's very, very, very schooled, in, and, in, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny there, too, because we were outside waiting in line, and there was a radio station there doing interviews, and it was during the week, and the... Uh, the uh, DJ from the radio station came up and said, you know, hi, hi, you having a good time? He says, you going to see Joe? Yeah. And he says, skipping school, aren't you? And he says, yeah. <laughs> the funny part about it was it was on the news that night and his teachers all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said a word. <laughs> wow. Nobody said a I'm word. I'm sure he makes up for it being a good student. He all, is a good student. He was just out. on the distinguished honor roll. Yeah, so. I think I think he gets a, a little pass now and again. So. Yeah, yeah. That's so he does. Cool. He well, does. Well, I want to before we wrap, just kind of give you the final final word, final say. But do you have a favorite? Which well, let me pause. With all three of your vehicles, 
really impressed with the low mileage that they still all have. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, they're not trailer queens, and you've you've taken them on. No, uh, they get driven. Uh, yeah, they they are enjoyed, and and like I said, you're taking them in parades and and help support uh, military events and <clears throat> parades and Memorial Day. But you've driven to Florida. You've driven to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, South Carolina. Vermont. Oh, there you go. So, do you have a favorite road trip memory that you'd want to share with the listeners? A favorite road trip memory? Hmm. I think my favorite road trip memory would be the trip we took to Buffalo to the Tonawanda Engine Plant. Okay. And I know we talked about you sharing that picture with me. Right. That's where they built the Corvette engines. Okay. So, and uh, we were up... It just that whole experience driving up there and then getting the tour of that engine plant that is just amazing the robotics they have I know these things fail and they have problems with them mm-hmm. I don't know how with the quality control that they put on these things I have no idea how it gets past them but I guess wow. it does somehow wow. but just seeing the plant and, <clears throat> and all the robotics how everything comes down the assembly line and mm-hmm. understanding there's there's a bolt that's in the head and in the block of these engines, two bolts. They don't hold anything together. All they're there for is data. They're called data bolts. Has all the information when it was assembled, who worked on it, what plant, all the information on the engines and all their specifications is that were made. Is it inscribed in it or is it? It's actually screwed in, it's a bolt. And okay. they, you read it somehow with a reader. I'm not up okay. on this technical sure, sure. stuff because I'm in my 70s. <laughs> okay. But uh, right. they're called data bolts. And they have all this information on it, and that I was really it's like a build sheet, essentially. That. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like the build sheet, uh-huh. plus a lot more. Sure, right. Plus a lot more too. Right. But even after that, and then afterward, we went to uh, meet the uh, Buffalo Corvette Club. This was a trip I took with the Cumberland Valley Corvette Club, uh-huh. and then we met the Buffalo Corvette Club and had dinner with them at a and I forget the name of the restaurant, but it was uh, uh, one of those like Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. or something yeah. like that and had a real nice time with them. They were so gracious and nice and and uh, and then, uh, of course, before we left, we had to go to the Anchor Bar. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has to go to the Anchor Bar if you're in Buffalo <coughs> because that's where Buffalo Wings really came from. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But that's probably my, that's probably my favorite trip. Okay. That's probably my favorite trip. I mean, I've had other trips I've taken by myself or I've gone to uh was down to Charleston. I met some fraternity brothers down there. Okay. Yeah. And we had a fraternity reunion down That's there. That's a beautiful area. That was a beautiful area. It was sure. fun to go down. Yeah. But I just drove the car down, parked it, and I met with them. We walked right. around. And everywhere we went down there, we used Uber. Right, sure. Yeah. And it was easier to get around. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I did take it to Florida one year. I stayed in Florida for a month. Mm-hmm. That w- that was the Corvette. That's the O three. That's okay. usually the one I took my trips with, yeah, okay. except the Mustang to Charleston. <coughs> but I usually took the uh, the O uh, three Corvette and uh, Florida, and then from there I went down to Naples, and we had another one of those mm. fraternity reunions, okay. which was they're always a lot. At of least fun. you guys pick good places. Well, I think <laughs> we do. Yeah, or well, they do. I'm not part of it. Right, but I'm sure. always part of the. I'm a participant, but That's I'm okay. not part of the planning. That's okay. So. Yeah. That's what it is, but our but our Corvette Club. I haven't been on any recently. They have a lot of really 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 nice cruises. They go up to mm. Vermont every year. Okay. And this year they went from Vermont out to Cape Cod. Wow! And then back. That would be a lot of fun. And yeah, and they also have the. It's a very very uh, 
active club. They actually, we actually rent the Pocono Speedway mm. for a couple of days in the spring, and they put on this uh, speed event with which is a it's a training event more or less. Okay. But you you get to drive, you know, you yeah. get to drive on the the uh, a little bit on the oval. Most of it's on the road track that sure. they have up there. The infield, yeah, yeah, they do that. Uh, we do a lot of parades. We do the do a lot of uh, shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always we're always active at the at the Corvettes at Carlisle. We always have a sure. tent there. I think I don't know if we were the first. The largest club or second this year, but we're usually first or second. That's pretty neat. Club at, at Carlisle, and we also drive uh, cars at the Carlisle auction. Uh-huh. We'll yep. drive cars for them at the auction. Yep. I've done that too. Yeah, which is is kind of kind of fun. It is. It so is. Until you get one of these, it's like, oh my gosh, this thing, nothing works on it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. But it's it's kind of fun to go. I've done that, that where you can't keep it running to get. Up onto the on across the block, either you know. Yes, I had a couple of them. Yeah, yeah I had a couple of them. Sometimes you got to challenge that way. You do, you do. But I'm I'm usually pretty good at figuring out how to keep it going, and yeah. I, I I can drive standard yeah, pretty well. Good. So, well, what um, last question that I just thought of and wanted to ask you is, um, having you know all these years and cars and things like that, what has being a car guy meant to you as far as opportunity to meet new people or like just if you had a if you had to tell your grandkids hey because i have always had an interest in cars for most of my life and and owning some beautiful ones that that is what would you tell them about being a car person what it's done for you well i think the biggest thing that i see is the changes in cars from when i started to drive to what you're driving today because mm-hmm. i remember getting into cars that 55 buick which was a pretty nice car when i started driving it mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, this is pretty nice, you know. Well, today, yeah. the technology is just not, it doesn't right. handle as well. It doesn't stop as good. It right. doesn't just, and actually sometimes I think there's too much on these cars. You know, mm-hmm. you get the lane. It tells you when you're going out of your lane. Sure. It tells you when you get close to somebody. They have adaptive cruise controls mm-hmm. and, and things like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think that is one. And just... I don't know. There's just something about getting in a car and liking the car and feeling the way it handles and feeling the way it's driving and you know, nice. You know, if you got your clutch is working nice and it shifts mm-hmm. nice and mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. and just yeah, smooth. You feel one with it. You feel it one with the car. You sure. really do. It just makes you. It just makes you feel good. It's an yeah. There's. I shouldn't say invincible. It's exhilarating. It's, it's, exhilarating. Yeah, it's a good way to say it. I shouldn't say invincible, and that's not a responsible thing to say for people that are new drivers. But um, to your point with that um, exhilaration, it you just. I think I always if when I'm having a good day behind the wheel of my vet, you just feel really alive. You do. You get some of those nice spring days where it's not hot, it's warm. You put yeah. the top down on that car. That cold, dense air is doing great. Take a little cruise in sure. it. It feels good. Yeah, it, it really just does. feels good. Well, that's a great it note to end it. on. Stu, thank you so much for being a, a fan of uh, the podcast and for giving up of your time. And I'm going to make uh, make sure I get over to see the uh, the Shelby. Okay. Another visit. Yes, please do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back to Studio A. A big thank you to you, Stu, for having us to your shop and to your hobby room a lot of fun in fact can't wait to hang out with you this spring and uh, perhaps take the corvettes out wanted to uh, remind all of you cubers again that we have so much great content coming up we're going to be heading back to allentown to america's on wheel 
We're going to be heading back to Allentown here at the end of the month for America on Wheels. And there's just a lot of things happening here even throughout the winter months. So stay with us. We are excited to have you back each and every week. So thank you so much for being a fan. Continue to get the word out if you would. And we will be back for a new road trip next week. So for now, I'll say drive well, be well, and take care. Scott, reminder to insert audible.com.